Dustin Bird joins me on the podcast now. Dustin has partnered with award-winning Canadian film The Long Rider for the official music video of his single, Cowboy Stay, which drops later this month. The song has already racked up over 3 million views on TikTok. Cowboy Stay is the follow-up to Dustin's current release, Hating on Love, and I'll play both of those songs here on the show. Dustin's latest collection of new music follows his debut album, which is entitled Unscripted, and it landed in the iTunes Top 10 upon its 2021 release. My pleasure now to welcome Dustin Bird to the show. Hey, Dustin. How are you doing today? I am doing great today, even better now that I'm talking to you. Holy, greasing <laughs> me up already. All right. Yeah, I find it helps with the guests. You got to butter them up a little bit. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's a good tip. Absolutely. No, it's been a while since we've chatted, so this is great. Uh, glad we're able to catch up on the show and to get into two of your latest releases, uh, one of them being very powerful, and that is Hating on Love. And why don't we start with that one? Because you've been getting a lot of response to it, and you wrote it for that reason. You wrote it to give back or to give out, to, to express. So tell us about your song, Hating on Love. Yeah, man, it's been so awesome. Like, uh, you know, I posted a, a TikTok of it just kind of singing the song when uh shortly after it dropped and just the response on that thing you know when people chime into the comments and some of the things they're saying you know this resonates with them in a way that you know country songs never resonated with them before and and they're sharing their stories and then they're you know duetting the video and using the audio and and just really passionately getting involved with the song in their own ways which is something that I hoped for. You know, mm -hmm. I think I think when we're releasing songs, it's like we hope that it resonates with people. We hope it pulls on one of their heartstrings in a way that it, it you know, in some capacity did for us, right? Like, I mean, because when we're when I'm making it and then I send it to the team and everything, it's like it all resonates really deeply. So we just hope that some of that happens right at least for the audience and and with this song it resonated clearly so deeply with people that like it was it far surpassed those expectations um and so it's just been such a incredible like experience to be able to share the story with people yeah, it's incredible to create music like that, that, as you said, that you, in hopes of it resonating and, and moving people and maybe opening up dialogue, and uh, it's done that, and as you said, it surpassed what you had hoped, so that's a great thing. Were you hoping this song would reach a, a certain community, specific people, or, or just in general to, to talk to people? I think it's both. I think we both wanted to get this, we wanted to get this out in like a really significant way where... Um, it's just reaching the country community mm -hmm. and the regular you know, country listener. Um, and at the same time, we wanted to give voice to people who don't feel like they've had a voice in country music before. I mean, um, 
you know, like artists like Casey Musgraves, Brothers Osborne, you know, these are acts that have been doing this for a while now, you yeah. know, so I'm not coming out of the gate here, like being the first, you know, um, I'm, I'm just coming at it from an allied perspective and saying, like, this is the human experience that people go through when they're having to deal with coming out in their community. And, um, you know, it, it's a story, you know, a song tells two stories of two individuals and, and that's, that's comprised of a bunch of stories that I've been told, um, over the past few years from people who have had to deal with coming out. And so I kind of just took those stories and put them into, into this song, into the stories in the song. And, um, you know, that I think has just resonated, uh, with people who maybe have never heard these stories told like this before in country music, in mainstream country music. Uh, and so that's, so it's kind of a bit of both. We wanted to introduce this as like, hey, look, this is the human experience. This is what people go through to people who might, like me, uh, you know, prior to having heard these stories and writing this song, had really thought about before, right? Had really kind of looked at it and had to and had to be like, oh, that's what it's like. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, what what am what can I do to make this better for people? And what am I doing right now? Um, and then, yeah, for, for those individuals, um, who are, who are really resonating with these stories, it's like, I just want to help give them a platform to start the conversation mm -hmm. and to make them feel like, Hey man, you're not alone in the country community, you know, and, and something like, you know, a song like this, um, definitely when it comes to releasing it you don't know what the industry is gonna think about it what they're gonna say about it right because um country music like it or not it tends to be relatively conservative sure. in a lot of ways and um so it was kind of tough to be like well people are just gonna be into this and they're gonna accept it i was pretty confident that most people would and you know i knew my friends would and and the people that i work with and everything but beyond that it's like you know there's still a lot of unknowns and um, we've been really pleasantly surprised by the fact that um, almost all in industry that we've encountered has been very supportive and embraced this message and they um, understand why it's necessary. And um, our goal with it now is to make it so that, you know, and the goal with this whole song since the beginning was we, we shouldn't need to do this, but we have to do this. Um, and so hopefully, you know, down the line, this becomes unnecessary. He's a farm-raised tough son of God, they told him So he sang praise up every Sunday morning By 13 he knew there was more there for him But that town would have ruined him for it His head fought his heart behind a broken smile And the whiskey and weed helped for a little while But by 17 it was tower get going So he gave his folks a fair warning Said if God's gonna hate me for who I But I can't stay here quiet as you judge me Acting like you see it like Jesus does I don't need saving, I can't change it Or maybe you'll never see where I'm coming from But it's been long enough Tell me why we're still hating on love She's a homegrown daughter of the Bible Belt One right way of living down the rural routes Fifteen and learning how to lie 
lied to herself, knew no kid could come from coming out. Her head fought her heart behind a God-fearing smile, and the pills and cuts helped for a little while. But by 18, it was dire as hell. She stopped hiding the car she was dealt. She said, if God's gonna hate me for who I love, then I guess God ain't who I thought she was. And if you're waiting on a baby, there's plenty waiting on someone to love them like Jesus does. I don't need saving. I can't change it. Or maybe you'll never see where I'm coming from. But it's been long enough. And I'm done waiting on your love for who I am. Cause if that ain't enough, well then why should I give a damn? If God's gonna hate us for who we But we can't stay here, darling, as you judge us Acting like you see us like Jesus does We don't need saving, we can't change it Or maybe you'll never see where we're coming from But enough is enough Tell me why we still hate no love Yeah, cause God ain't hating no love And uh, it's a great example of how music can be so meaningful and there's a lot of songs out there like that but of course a lot of music is fun and, and it's for a good time and that's a great thing too but it is so great to have songs like these that as you said reach uh reach so many different people in different uh, uh going through different experiences living different lives whatever the case may be and that it's actually having a positive impact on them and it's lasting longer than the song itself it's it's uh it's continuing on to have an effect um let's get into your influences uh, Dustin, for those who haven't heard you talk about them before, who are the artists over the years that inspired you and, and want you to keep making and have inspired you to keep making music? That's a good question. It's a timely question, too, because I've been trying to make this playlist of uh, songs that um, kind of influenced my growing up, you know, until I was like 18. So I've been I got probably like 600 songs in there now. Oh, wow. But um, I've been trying to think of them all right, because there's just so many so many albums um like brad paisley and and nickelback and hillary duff and justin bieber and you know one direction and um just all these different acts right there's there's significant acts that have influenced my um songwriting uh brad paisley and ed sheeran being two really big ones when i was really young uh Brad Paisley's writing style is just sort of like these really like direct lyrics and they were kind of cheeky sometimes. And, um, I just, I just loved that. I loved learning his songs and, and singing them. And as I got to be a teenager and Ed Sheeran released this album called plus, um, I listened to that like a hundred times and, and just, I, I wanted to write songs like that. It was, it was a much different writing. It's very different writing. style. um, but I love the way that it was performed. I love the the energy around it. That really resonated with me at the time. But I mean, I grew up with country radio, you know, and so there's a lot of that stuff that is just fundamentally a part of the way that I that I write and create. Like, I mean, stuff like um, the Dean Brody stuff when he first got started. You know, I was that I was really trying to learn songwriting around that time. And um, so songs like Dirt Road Scholar. 
yep. you know, um, and and just all the all the acts who were on country radio from like the early two thousands right up to you know, twenty fifteen twenty sixteen like that was just such a impactful period for me, and I always kind of looked to like pop music and I started learning jazz music and stuff like that as well. And so there's all these like other influences, but country radio was, was a pretty big driver in me wanting to create stuff. And I think, you know, when I reflect on that, particularly what, like when bro country came along, like, you know, 2009, 2010, that sort of time, um, you know, as much as like we could rag on some of the misogynistic lyrics and like whatever, um, there was, there was a lot of, bangers that came out of that uh era and they felt good with the windows down you know um like like it's a it's a specific feeling and you know in the there there were some crappy songs for sure um but in the in the midst of everything um there were some really great pieces of music and it was just this whole kind of country culture that I don't know country music I'd ever seen before. And for sure for me, like it just, it just had such a unique feeling to it. And that was really inspiring um, to make me want to, it was energizing, I think more than anything, you know, artists talk about like going to Nashville and being energized and um, I'll actually be down there tomorrow. I'm not sure when this airs, but um, I'll probably be down there by the time it, it goes up, but artists, artists, what's that very cool yeah um but yeah artists you know they'll talk about you know going to nashville and, and having this you know, energetic inspiration and it makes you want to work makes you want to write yeah and um i think that's true and i think that you know that 2010s kind of era country radio stuff did that for me it really made me go oh yeah like i can do this stuff you know i want to and what was what was kind of funny about it was like I was not at all that dude, you know. Like I didn't, you know, as much as I'm like a small town kid, you know. I, I spent most of my time alone writing songs. You know, I never went out in trucks on Saturday nights and played football and like all the rest. Like none of that was, um, you know, I was a you know scrawny kid making music, you know, in the basement. And so I loved the stuff and I loved the feeling, but you know, not a hundred percent identifying with that as a just as a guy. Um, I think made me look at some songwriting, like like Ed Sheeran stuff or whatever that I did resonate with more on like a personal level. So I loved that feeling. I loved everything that it was going for. And certain songs lyrically definitely did resonate more than others. But it was just this big amalgamation of all this stuff, and then um, that's ultimately led me here, I guess. So that's a really long winded way of saying there's just a lot of crap that I like. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, yeah, you've mentioned so many different influences. So it shows you're pulling from a lot of different genres and different styles. What is it about country music that you love? And what does country music do better than other genres? Country music to me, just like I was saying, like it just has this feeling, right? And I think that's something that, I mean, we could, we could discuss all day long, you know, as like a producer, I mean, um, that's always something that I'm keeping in mind is like there, there's gotta be a, just this country feeling that happens. And, and that's a, you know, a combination of 
lyricism um, yeah. and some of the, some of the elements, you know, like steel guitar and the way the drums might sound and different guitars and stuff like that. Um, and, and the sonic kind of palette that you're working with in the mix and just all these different things, but it's at the end of, at the end of it all, it's a feeling, right? And that's what we look for in, you know, any genre music, right? Like if I want, if I'm, if I'm a workout, like I probably don't want like a windows down, driving down a back road sort of feeling. I want to get absolutely pumped up. So I'm just going to like put on some 50 cent or something like that. You know what I mean? And just like get into this like weird 2005 hip hop zone or something, you know? And if I want to like, and maybe sit down with like a glass of scotch and be all fancy. I would yeah. probably put on like a jazz playlist, you know, cause oh, it's just a, it's a feeling. So I, I think I'm not sure that country music, you know, does anything like objectively better than other genres, but for certain moments and certain like experiences, there's nothing better. And with the, on the songwriting side of things, Dustin, I know you started writing pretty early what has improved your writing from from first discovering you wanted to write to starting to write what you figured were commercial songs? What was it that made your writing better? Um, I think just writing a lot of songs, honestly. I mean, I probably wrote like well over a thousand songs before I ever um, like put anything out. I mean, like I, I, I don't even know how many. You know, I started writing when I was in high school. Um like, cause I mean, prior to that, like, I mean, I was always kind of tinkering and when I was, a, you know, I was a little kid, like trying to write these little songs and stuff. Yeah. But when I was in high school, like I, I really started trying to write songs and, um, I had a Blackberry and I just went to town in the notes on that Blackberry. Um, and then just, you know, voice noting everything and stacking up thousands of notes and, and whatever. And on every single phone I've had since. Right. There's just like this graveyard of songs and voice notes, um, just thousands and thousands. At this point, it's probably like over 10,000, well over that, you know, just wow. like ideas and things like that, because it's just like a it's just like every day. And there's, you know, can be multiple ideas in a day. And I mean, that's probably there's not that many written songs, but it's just, you know, like lyrical nuggets and melodic nuggets and things like that that I just kind of compile and sometimes they become full songs but that that's really all it is it's just like the more you do it um the better the better you're gonna get and like within that too you realize what you like and what you don't like it's much like playing an instrument you know it's like well what makes you so I mean I'm 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 not like uh rhetorically asking this to myself i'm not that good at guitar but like i'm all right but it's like you know what makes you so good at playing guitar and it's like well that that person spent you know well over ten thousand hours just you know playing the thing and eventually they can just communicate through it yeah and so it's just like another language it's just like you know if you want to convey an emotion on the guitar an expert guitarist can do that. Whereas like, you know, an amateur guitarist is going to kind of fumble around and might sort of get it, might ballpark it, but, um, it, it just takes time 
and an understanding of the mechanics of that craft to be able to like expertly communicate. It's just like language. It's just like, you know, being a, uh, just a regular writer, like of novels and things like that. It's, it's mm. the same thing. I mean, you just spend time, you learn what you like, what you don't like. And, um, you know, and that, and that changes too. Right. But the, the more that you do it, the more that you can make those decisions, the more you can say, well, you know, today I want to write a rock song. It's like, well, can you, you know, <laughs> do, do you have the, cause you might be able to think that you're writing a rock song and really, you know, so it just, it, it takes time and it takes, I think an openness and a willingness to, to be dumb a lot of times to be the dumbest guy in the room. If you're going to Nashville and, um, and you're trying to write songs like, I mean, I remember the first couple times I was down there and some of those rooms, it was like, it was just like a whirlwind. It was like, holy, like, it's not even 10 a.m. I've had like half a cup of coffee and you've already got the chorus done. Like, <laughs> where was, where was I? Like, I was not like, you know what I mean? And so the, and, and so in those, in those situations, I mean, clearly I was, you know, writing out of my uh, caliber, but I mean, I learned a lot and I learned that, oh man, people are writing down here. People are working hard and they, you know, they have been for a long time. And um, so now, you know, when I'm co-writing, it's like, um, I know what, I know what my strengths are and I, I know where I want somebody to come in. And so certain people I'll gel with better, better than others. And that's, um, that doesn't necessarily mean like the people I don't chill with are bad writers. It's just like, we have, we, we might be clashing. We might both be tackling melody and like, where's the person to, you know, be doing some of the furniture lyrics or something, things right. like that. So, yeah. um, there's a lot to it, but it's, it's just time and, and practice. Let's let's get more into that Nashville and uh, Nashville uh, and specifically songwriting. Let's start with that. The co-writing when you're down there and you're in a room, as you said, with uh, other writers. What is that like? I, I'm sure the first time you're meeting somebody to write with uh, probably some nerves going on. Will you click? Will you have that writing chemistry? Mm, uh, I I don't really look at it like that. Um, you know, I, I just I just go into the room and I don't really have expectations if i don't know who i'm writing with like that's really all it is it's just all right guess we're gonna write a song that's the only expectation it's like you know, we're gonna write a song i've got ideas in my phone they've got ideas in their phone we'll toss those back and forth and usually like there's a good you know bit of conversation half an hour or something like that like at the beginning of the write, yeah um where you're just kind of chilling like figuring something out you know kind of seeing what's going on with that person, you know, and that'll kind of lead you towards something maybe, but I mean, you, you just kind of figure each other out as you go, you know, like, um, there, some, sometimes a writer is very introspective and, and will, um, just, you know, type away on their own or, you know, jot away on their own or whatever, and then come out with like, Hey, I got this line. Right. Yeah. And other writers would be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Right. And, um, you just kind of feel it out, uh, there, but you shouldn't go into a writing room. I don't think with, with any nerves or anything like that. I mean, cause there, there's no point. I mean, if you're, if I like, like what I was saying, like, I mean, showing up in rooms where I was, um, outclassed by these, like, 
incredible writers, right? It's like if if I was to go in there with nerves, it'd just make it just make it worse. Like I mean, the yeah, yeah. The, worst, the worst thing I can do is just sit there. Right? <laughs> so so I mean, it, it's like it's like even if even if I have ideas that don't make sense or bad ideas, well, you know, they're ideas. Just you know, throw them out there and see. And the the one thing I think to keep in mind is just you just don't want to be um you just don't want to be arrogant or um or or too attached to any idea right like that's like i mean that's the that's that's the thing that can kind of crush a right pretty quick is um when when a writer will just be like oh man we should really really say something about whiskey here it's like dude we're, we're we're writing a breakup song yeah but what's what's that happen? well you know i really think whiskey and it's like oh, okay well maybe maybe not maybe not we and then and then they keep coming back with whiskey 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 and it's like all right like i mean we'll put it in there to appease you at this point but that <laughs> you know that'll that happens sometimes and, and you know some writers can just get so hooked on these like um ideas and i've been guilty of that as well you know of just like really having something it's like oh, i really think this should this should be in here um, and I just kind of learned that, like, it, it's just if, if we're if we've blown past it and if it doesn't make sense and nobody else in the room thinks it makes sense, then I can shelf it. I can back pocket it. But we're moving on, you know, because the ball, the ball needs to keep rolling. It's got to keep you got to keep having you know new ideas and um, just going with the with the narrative of the song and, and exploring that and breaking that apart when you when you kind of get stuck in one train of thought and you're arguing for it well now it just becomes about you know you being right and having your idea in that song and that's not productive so it's it's really more just about being open being relaxed throw out ideas just you know feel it out and hopefully you come up with something and the more you do it the more authentically you can show up like the more that you're you know um willing to just be yourself, the better the song is going to be. The more you're just willing to like, like lean into whatever you're feeling or whatever you want to say and how you want to say it, right? Like, I mean, again, hear everybody else out. He like be totally open, but it's good to know. It's good to know who you are and where your values lie and what what you actually like want to say and, and where you don't want to go. Especially as the artist in the room. If you're if you're a songwriter writing for other artists, that's where it's like, well, what do they want to say? You know, what what really resonates deeply with them. Um, but if you're the artist, then your number one job is what do you want to say? How do you want to say it? Um, you know, like what's your story? And then it's like the songwriting mechanics and throwing out ideas and all the rest of it. There, there's, it sounds like there's a lot too. And I feel like I'm making it sound more complicated than it really needs to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just show up and try and write a song. Show up and try to write a song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is the goal right there. <laughs> yeah. That's about as simple as it gets. But no, you expressed a lot of things about being in the right. But I liked what you said about the, and I understood it, about an artist has to know not only what he wants to sing about, he or she, but what he or she doesn't want to sing about. Because uh, sometimes I'm sure artists are pitch songs that somebody says, hey, this is a hit song, but it's not right for that artist's voice, figuratively and literally. Mm, yeah i've got i've got that a lot you know like um just just you know listening listening to like pitches and things like that um you know you know sometimes it's just like this this is a great song but this isn't gonna work for me 
you know and sometimes that sucks like sometimes that's like uh i kind of is there a way i could do this like i don't know like it's a great it's a great piece it's really well written but it's just so not me and so that that's kind of you know it's almost it's almost like you want to be an actor just for that song you know it's like it's like if somebody pitches me like a pitbull style song it's like oh man this would really bang on the beach with some tequilas but like that's do i have to be pitbull for this like you know so i get that and that that is the fun part of being a songwriter which you are as well and you can pitch to other people so as when you put your songwriting hat on dustin you can write about anything you can be pitbull which is a great release but um somebody else will sing it yeah and that's so fun but at that's the same so fun. you get to release it. Like they release it out of you. Yeah, and that and that's true with, with production too. Um I love to explore different sounds with different artists um that I wouldn't normally get to explore on my own stuff. I mean I can and I do sometimes, but that's not usually not stuff that the world hears. Um that's usually just stuff that kind of lives on the hard drive and amongst the team and whatever sometimes. Um because it, it's I mean it is kind of it's interesting, right? Because a song like Cowboy Stay, um, which is like a song that I, I was passionate about when I did it, and I've remained passionate about, um, which is kind of surprising because usually like I'll do a song and, and I, I finish it and I'm kind of on to the next thing. And with that song, it, it just kept me like when it came to the release and everything, it just kept being... Uh, like almost like a source of inspiration for me to continue to create and um, just continue to feel fresh because the production on it, the way that uh, Brent Baxter and I wrote it, um, it it just feels fresh and energetic in a way that I'd never heard anybody do before. Like I've never heard a country song done like that before. And when I, came up with like those core production elements it was awesome like i i got out of my chair and i like started to dance around it's like it's it's just like those are production moments that happen where it's just that feeling right it's just like we we captured some sort of feeling and that song feels like something that you haven't felt before that's always my goal with production is to create a feeling that it, it just yeah with country music it like feels like a great country song but it's like one i've never felt sun's coming up kissing gold on the high rise like a mountain a morning neath wide open blue skies your hands moves them sheets like weeds in the wind and i never want to leave again you could make a cowboy say hang up his head kick off his boots never want to climb back up on his horse and ride it away Cause you got the love That could make a cowboy stay Your eyes take the ride off right out of my sunset And I can't take my eyes off of you in that sundress My tumbleweed heart is planting down roots because of you could make your cowboy stay
partnership come up because it's really cool um you partnered with award-winning canadian film the long ride and you talked about that so felipe's journey uh leaving his adoptive home of canada um from calgary he's going to his family's home in brazil all on horseback like this is a mm-hmm. wild story uh tell me how you connected and just what you know about this story yeah well i'm not going to give too much away but like the story itself i think sure. you should just go watch it um i i think that would be the the best way to to you know just experience that um but yeah i mean what well, i i remember um open road uh, had been in touch with with the team and 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 they, they were looking for something like this um and they did they weren't entirely sure like what it was going to be uh they just they, they wanted some kind of like cowboy thing i think and then um and it just so happened, yeah, the Cowboys stay. It had it wasn't out yet, and uh, it just so happened that that like lined up. And I didn't even know, by the way. Like I thought it was because I didn't even know the narrative to the film or anything. Okay. So I was like, I knew that um, it was about this guy who was who was riding his horse like like really far. Yep. So I thought at the beginning, I thought it was just about. Um, just like him taking like a really long horseback ride. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a record breaking thing, yeah. but I didn't understand any of the, um, emotional connection. Um, you know, like to the song, like I, I had no idea. So I was like, yeah, okay. Like we can, we can explore it. And then, uh, yeah. Once we dig into it, I was like, Oh, what? I was like, this is like a, one-to-one like match for this are you kidding me um so yeah we were all really really excited about it and i'm i'm really i i feel i feel pretty blessed to be able to have this song be associated with this story honestly like it's it's pretty incredible um you know it was it was really fun to shoot too uh because you know, like i ever since i released this song i've been saying like i'm not a cowboy man like that is, you know, I got a song called Cowboys that I know, but I'm not a cowboy. It's like I was saying, you know, about like the bro country stuff like that. Like that was not, you know, I can't, I can't farm. I can't, right. I can barely, like, if you asked me to mount a horse, I'd probably have to Google it first to make sure I was getting on like the right side and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, like, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Um, you know, and the lyric is you could make a cowboy stay. I'm not saying, hey, you're making this cowboy stay. That's right. Let's let's get Um, but like, re- like really, it's you know, it's just such a special thing to be a part of. And and we were shooting uh, um, this video, which you can watch now. Uh, 
which is like a performance piece. Um, and we shot it up by Windsor at this really, really amazing like ranch. And um, that was just fun. That was just fun for me, you know, to get to do some cowboy stuff for, for an evening, you know, and um, any, any time that I get to do a little bit of that, like I, I really love it. Cause I, I actually, I really do love like the um, culture of it, you know, like, like uh, cowboy culture, you know, like um, just what it means to, to to love and care for horses and to ride horses and like all of that like it's really it's really appealing to me i i never grew up with it you know i um never really understood it until i you know was older but there's so much like appeal about this kind of like traditional way of getting around traditional way of doing some farming you know what i mean there's there's some serious appeal to that. And I know farmers who, um, you know, will just like saddle up a horse to, you know, regular cattle around and stuff like that. I mean, that's just like normal. Like, and I just love, I just love that. I, I think it's really cool. I think it's, um, I think it's, I think it's a piece of, of culture that, that shouldn't be lost. You know, I, I think it's, it's special. And so this, this film um, with Felipe definitely worth a worth a watch um it's on amazon i think you can get it you'll have to you'll have to go um and just search it or go to his uh instagram and um and 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 see where where else you might be able to stream it if you don't have amazon um but you can definitely you can definitely get access to it and i'm just uh really pumped to be a part of that it's this is also the first uh film that i've ever and it all associated with so that's kind of cool that's really cool dustin i mean what a big accomplishment and an honor to be associated with it because uh as we've mentioned the movie is called the long rider and it's won some great awards best documentary at the sunscreen film festival winner of the audience choice at the northwest fest and winner of audience choice at beaufort if i'm saying that right beaufort beaufort international film festival uh so that's incredible and you mentioned a video earlier, so there there are two videos, right? There's a performance one, and then th- there's another one dropping at the end of the month. That's the official music video. Is that correct? Um. So, I we we have like the lyric video. Do you, do you mean for for the long rider stuff? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The long rider video uh, for Cowboy Stay. That's out later this month. Yeah, I um, I, I don't have any dates on that or anything like that, but um. Yeah, that'll 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 be something that you can watch and yeah, um, man, it's just it's so amazing the depth to which this has connected with with this film. I can't stress that enough. Like, I mean, yeah, you listen to the song, watch the movie. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you've had this uh, big accomplishment to be associated with a movie, Dustin, what else, uh, when you look ahead, is on kind of your list that is, it's music related, but it might be, you know, an offshoot of it as this is? Yeah. um, I mean, I I am obviously always writing, always producing. Um, So in terms of new music, we don't have a shortage <laughs> um but you know it's 
right now it's hitting on love and we want to make sure that this has a moment mm-hmm. um, and a big moment to shine and to just connect with people and to find its people, you know, like, um, I, I, like a normal, a normal country song will come out for, you know, X number of weeks, you know, there, there'll be like a good promo period and then get, you know, it's, it's like, it's like very like, um, it's very standardized, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, you have a pretty standardized process of, of doing these releases. Um, with this song, we kind of threw the rule book out and we were just like, you know what? This, this is, this is a pretty different song for country music. Anyways, we'll, we'll just take a totally different approach because, um, it, it, it's kind of uncharted waters, right? Like, like there's no playbook for this, for a song like this. There's no like way to, uh, uh, approach strategy i guess for lack of a better term right it's just like we're mm-hmm. just trying to share it we just want to share it we just want to get it into uh homes of people that it's going to you know connect with and we want to share this human experience with people however uh, we can't so you know if that's on tiktok that's streaming down the line country radio um whatever it is that's what's most important uh is that it finds its people so that's our approach. And I know like the um, open road, like they're working every single day on helping this song find, find its people. And um, because we, we just believe that this, this message needs to be heard. However, it gets out there and so that takes time. We can't um, necessarily predict how long that's going to take. You know, we definitely don't want to put a, a hard deadline on it that we're going to say, okay, well, we're moving on to, you know, this next song, because that's just what we, that's just part of the strategy. It's like, no, no, no. We're just going to let it live. We'll let it live and breathe. Let it find some people. And um, when it feels like it makes sense, when the time feels right, then we'll release another song that, um, or maybe even a batch of songs or something, you know, but, but we'll be releasing something that feels like the, the right time for that evolution. Um, so, yeah, we've got lots of songs that we can choose from. Um, and, of course, you know, going into uh, these next few weeks, I have a bunch of writing down there in Nashville. Um, just be more of try, trying to write better and better stuff, trying to write stuff that says stuff a little differently and um, giving us more to choose from when the time comes. And then going into the new year, um, obviously more production, more Nashville, more this, more that, more live, etc. Um, but there's always there's always something around the corner, and what really excites me is the fact that we have the freedom and flexibility to be able to do this, like to be able to take this approach. Because, um, you know, I think if this were you know, 15 years ago, right, and we were to draw hitting on love, um, I mean, what do you do? You take it to country radio. Country radio says, uh, not right now. And then it's like, well, all right. <laughs> you know, like, what else do you do? Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful to be able to, you know, let this song just kind of do its thing. Let it find its people on um, streaming platforms. And they've been so supportive. 
I mean, like Spotify, Apple Music, you know, YouTube Music. Um, There's just a new playlist announced the other day. There, um, like a Pride playlist that was super cool. Um, you know, Amazon and, and just like a ton of support from industry partners because I, I think we're all in agreement that this is something that needs to be heard and that might not be something that's heard by 10 million people tomorrow, but hopefully over time this message gets out there and it impacts people's lives in a positive way and that it makes everybody who it impacts a little bit more understanding, um, feel a little bit more uh, accepted and it just kind of pulls people together. That's, I mean, I, I feel, I feel like that almost sounds kind of cliche or something to say, but it, it's the absolute truth. Like it's, it's just bring people together because I mean, as you and I both know right now, like this, everything that's happening in the media, everything that's happening around us every single day, it's, it's dividing people, right? It's just, there's so much division, there's chaos. It's like, it's wild, man. And like, you know, it's, um, it's tough every day. It's like you turn on the news and there's, you know, new explosions somewhere. Right. And like just people getting killed and, um, you know, and, and like nobody knows who's right and who's wrong half the time. And, you know, we're headed into this recession and there's like all of these things. Right. And, and that not only, um, is very saddening. Right. And, and, really can take the hope out of you a little bit um and and just kind of it has all all this negative effect it's like i know that that this story in hating on love that these stories i'm telling i mean that these are you know in, in comparison to stuff that's happening in ukraine in comparison to like stuff that's happening um in the u.s and just all around us um you know, maybe it seems small, you know, maybe it seems like, uh, it's like compared to all this stuff, it's like kind of insignificant, but it's not because these are still people's lives that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still really rather critical. And hopefully not only do we impact these people's lives in a, in a positive way and make them feel accepted, but we also can, just pull people together through it you know like it's almost like through the through sharing these stories in this song that are really real stories um and they share this real human experience that's not you know all butterflies right um that we actually get a positive outcome from it that we actually get a positive outcome from sharing this reality um Mm -hmm. that pulls people together so it's a it's a big goal right um, especially in light of everything else that's going on around us. But hopefully one person at a time, that just happens. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful to be a part of it. 
The song you've been talking about is Hating on Love, which our listeners have heard uh, during the podcast. And of course, they can stream it and continue the, the discussion and, and get deep into that song. And then we also heard Cowboy Stay uh, here on the show. And that uh, is from, uh, you've partnered rather, with the award-winning Canadian film The Long Rider, which you mentioned is on Amazon. And there's going to be a music video of that single, the official music video tied into The Long Rider, dropping later this month. Dustin, thanks so much for being on the show. Always a pleasure to have you here, and I wish you all the best with your Nashville trip, which you'll probably be on by the time this airs, and all the songwriting you're going to do. Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. I mean, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time and asking good questions and you know, just letting me ramble on about creative stuff that um, – some of which I might change my mind on next week. Who knows? <laughs> this is all. You know, this is all. This is and all uh, in development. We'll, right. we'll, you know, we'll find out where we land by the next conversation that we have on you know new music and new production philosophies and all the rest of it. But you might really be grateful whole, for you taking the time. Might be a whole different Dustin next time, right? Oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you never know. You know, it's all, it's always just a roll of the dice. Like, which one am I going to get this time? I love it. Once again, I've been speaking with Sterling, Ontario's own Dustin Bird. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country.